Welcome to Size Eyes, the life of a long-term multitasker. This is the Fully Content series, where content is king, but its wisdom is the kingdom. Where learning is simultaneously a convergent and divergent experience. Where the threads of all the content consumed connect to form a mesmerizing web of infinite understanding. This series explores my unique insights, learnings, and connections with books, podcasts, articles, documentaries, and any other forms of content that I consume. Ultimately though, all this knowledge is only a rumor until it is in the muscle. Hope everyone is doing well, whatever they're listening to this podcast episode. In this Fully Content series episode, I'm going to be taking a look at a video slash podcast that I listened to recently. This one is from Impact Theory, which is hosted by Tim or Tom Bilyeu, sorry. But he had Tim Grover on as the guest. The video on YouTube is called Secrets from Kobe Bryant's and Michael Jordan's Trainer on Building an Unbeatable Mindset. So it's about an hour-long episode podcast that I saw the video for, I actually believe, um, on one of my drives. So just listening to that over the course of a few days, but took a lot of notes on it, a lot of insights, and wanted to share those with you since I rated it a four star uh, video of future value for myself. I actually was sent this video by um, a friend, Sai Santosh Bengaluru, so shout out to him, my man from Atlanta, um, who's helping all the cows, who's helping all the animals, and speak up for the voiceless. So Tim Grover, as you heard by the title of the podcast episode, was Kobe Bryant's trainer, Michael Jordan's trainer, Dwayne Wade's trainer, and a bunch of other people. So obviously he's been around greatness and he's one of the foremost trainers in sports. And he's written a couple of books, so I think that was one of the reasons he was on the podcast with Tom Bilyeu of Impact Theory. And so I'm just gonna go down my notes that I took and um, just go from there. And so um, I guess just to thing that he said in there was that resonated was in order to know how to win you have to learn how to lose and and that's something that really has resonated with me actually after I listened to the episode because I've created I'm starting to create a mindset of a failure that failure is not only not an option, it's the actual opposite. Failure is the only option. And then from that failure, you learn how to win. Like how can I do things that allow me to fail in a environment that allows and accepts failure as an acceptable outcome? And then learn from that and then respond from that that's what we that's what I'm trying to inculcate into my mindset right 
So I'm trying to fail as much as I can, as early as I can, so that I can long-term win. I mean, th these are very binary outcomes of failure, of loss, of winning, right? It's, it's on a spectrum, I would say, but uh, to simplify it, I think he has it right. And so one of the other things that he mentioned is flaws versus weaknesses. And so we think of flaws and weaknesses as something similar, as basically the same thing, right? So let me go with first with flaws, uh, with weaknesses. Weaknesses are temporary things. We can turn a weakness into a strength by focusing on it with more attention, with more skill, hiring a trainer, someone who has expertise in it, experience it by training, by taking courses, taking classes, etc. We can turn that weakness into a strength, right? You can turn, let's say, my speaking, my speaking ability, my speech flow, my effective communication, that, or communication in general, that can be a weakness. But oh, with practice, maybe by going to a Toastmasters, by practicing and bringing awareness to it, I can make public speaking and speaking of all types go from a, from a weakness to a strength. Flaws, on the other hand, are things that only seem like flaws to other people. So one example that he, uh, examples that he used about Michael Jordan was his competition. With Kobe, he was obsessive. He was obsessed, right? To other people in certain situations, that would, that would be a weakness. That would be a flaw that they can't overcome. But flaws are actually our unique superpowers. They're what allows us to be different, right? So my quote-unquote flaw of being process-oriented, my flaw, quote-unquote, of paying attention to detail, of being at least externally self-aware, of, of flaws that everyone has, we mislabel them as flaws. Flaws has a negative connotation. Flaws are actually our superpowers. So anytime someone says, I'm obsessed, or let's say Kobe was obsessed with the detail, with the attention to detail, right? He had a show that was called Detail. MJ's was competition. He wanted to win poker games on flights. He wanted to beat the security guard at that random game that was shown on the last dance, if you saw that. He wanted to win everything, the smallest thing or the biggest thing. To some, that's, that's a flaw. That's something that needs to be corrected. We've lived and built a society and structure that shames people for being different, shames people for having those flaws, but really those are the superpowers when you are able to harness that, able to harness and direct that energy, direct that flaw into your greatest strength, into your greatest superpower, to your greatest ability, your uniqueness, that's when you can realize your potential start realizing your full potential right so instead of flaws I want to start using 
different words that indicate and have a positive connotation from flaw, right? When someone talks about my um, anything that can be perceived as a flaw. Yes, so analyzing that, what did I do to for them to have perceived it to have been a flaw? All right, how can I then turn that into a unique ability, right? Maybe my flaw was on one end of the spectrum. I need to harness that energy to make it more on the other end of the spectrum or more on the middle of the spectrum so that I'm directing that energy, directing that ability to realize its full potential, right? So that's one thing. Um, so Another thing, a quote that he had in there that really resonated was, a new day starts in the dark, so why are we afraid to have new beginnings in the dark? It's like, yeah. We're, we want it to be January 1st, our resolution day to... I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to do all this stuff January 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and then fall off. But really, the new beginnings start in those darkest periods of our life sometimes. And so recognizing those those moments, right? Connecting this to my course that I took on Mind Valley of Be Extraordinary led by Vishen Lakhiani. I also mentioned it in the conversation that I had with my manager Dan on the first episode of the series of Casually Profound about Kensho and Satori. About Kensho, we have those moments of growth, but from from moments of pain, of of suffering, of hurt. But we grow from that, right? It's in the moments of darkness that we can find out who we are, who we truly are on the deepest levels, right? So one of the other things that he mentioned is... You know, we have, there's all these things out, you know, con- everyone has content out there about five steps to success or 10 tips to winning, you know, the seven keys to happiness, all this stuff, right? And those are the things that he said, one for others. Those are the thing that things that worked for him or for them, I should say, to lead them to whatever level of success and happiness that they achieved and attained. But if you're following that, those keys, those may not be the same keys for your happiness, right? Those may have worked for them, but what is your path to being successful, to winning? You have to write your own book of, let's say, X tips or X steps or X tricks to be happy. You have to find that out yourself. And for me, I think I'm doing that. I'm trying to live that of what makes me the most happy, what creates the most energy for me. 
What does success look like for me? What is my vision? What is my purpose? What are my purposes? All these things. Define it for myself first and then help others. Write it for themselves. I'm not writing anything for anyone. I'm writing this only for myself. And if people listen to it, they shouldn't follow what I'm doing and expect it to work for them. They should be listening perhaps and saying, how do I apply this to my life? How do I learn about myself? How do I write my own guide to success and happiness, to winning? So the last things that last thing that I want to mention is this thing that he mentioned about about dark side. Right? So he, he said that everyone has this this balance, this little little drop sometimes, sometimes a bucket, sometimes somewhere in between, of this let's say eighty to twenty of good to bad or positive to negative, good, evil, however you want to phrase it, the 80-20-90-10 balance of that good to, good to evil, light to dark. And sometimes there's going to be moments when we have and live and experience with, with that dark side in us. What do we do and how do we respond to when we feel that way, right? So an example is going back to his training with Kobe and Michael, right? When someone would talk trash to Michael Jordan or to Kobe, that fueled them. Where is that fuel coming from? It's that dark side. It's, you know, when... When Michael had had the flu, or I guess food poisoning, or whatever it was, right? It's it's that willingness, it's that desire to prove people wrong. Obviously, you can't build a career on wanting to prove people wrong. I don't think you can't. It's not having something that's driven by that side of you. It's not sustainable over a long period of time or long periods of time. However, in momentary flashes it can 100% feel you and actually take you to greater heights than you can maybe have reached even with positive intentions let's say right it's that that killer instinct that mamba mentality right what what is that mamba mentality it's using that motivation and fuel that others say that oh you can't do this you can't do that it's never been done before. Oh yeah? Watch me. Let me score 81 points. Chris Paul, when his, well, I don't want to say the wrong family member, but one one of his family members died. When he was in high school, he scored, what, 50, 60 points? Exactly, I think the age that his that family member was. I want to say his uncle, but I'm not sure when he played in high school. It's that dark side when it's, it's the, what fuels us, right? So how, do, how does that relate to my life? So when 
So a few weeks ago when we were talking, it was a planning session for for Q4. And someone said, so I, I was leading this, uh, one of the people leading the our technology on the Launder Lab side. And, and someone in the meeting, and they were 100% accurate, so it's nothing against them, right? But I just took it as a way, I was like, oh, wow, they're correct. It, it, I took it personally, but in the best way possible, right? They said, it's been a year, and all we have is one Lucidchart document. I was like, damn, they're right, it's true. It hurts. I failed going back to knowing how to, you have to, to know how to win. You have to learn how to lose. I failed at that. I got to own that failure. But the next morning I used that failure. I was thinking about it all night after that meeting during the day. I thought about it at work. I thought about it at night. I thought about it next morning. And then I went on a run while I was thinking about it. And I had the fastest time that I had running that 2.5 mile down and back on Scaly Bark. It was like a 6.45 pace, maybe even quicker. One of my fastest times. And I was thinking about that. It fueled me. It's like, oh yeah, it's been only been a year. Sorry, it's been a year and all we have is this one document. That fueled me, that dark side. But then after the run, I was like, okay, I've calmed down. I'm going to think more rationally. But I realized that that side of me exists. What I've written about in my journals is fear intentioned or love intentioned, right? So ideally it's, you know, 95% of the time I'm love intentioned. But when something someone says or something, something someone does or it's just out there and... It resonates me with me in a different way. That switch should turn. I can have that mamba mentality. Something that fuels me to achieve something greater. And knowing exactly when to harness that energy, where and when and how long. Knowing that it's not sustainable, but that it can help me achieve what I want to achieve in that short burst in that sprint and then I go back to normal I go back to equanimity alright so that's how the dark side sometimes drives me or has driven me in this one instance I don't want it to feel me long term but in moments moments when I fail that can be a great way to direct that energy so that's so. Th- so these are some of the key takeaways that I had. Some connections with other pieces of content in my own life that I've reflected on initially when I listened to that video to that podcast, and when I, and since then, since the last month or so that's gone on since I listened to it. So hopefully that gave you some insight into my takeaways, into my learnings, my insights into the secrets from Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan's trainer on building an unbeatable mindset 
with Tim, Tim Grover on the Tom, Tom Bilyeu podcast. So thanks for listening to another episode of Size Eyes, and I'll see you soon. Bye.